Father, the light of day is not enough for us. The sun in the sky will guide our feet only from town to town, not to wisdom and to life. For that we beg you to give us the one who is light of the world, in whose name we gather, in whose spirit we worship and call you Father. Give us the strength to follow his light and the way that leads beyond all darkness into your presence. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. When the sons of Jesse came, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. Jesse sent and brought David in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. The word of the Lord. Thanks Reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it is said, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. 
while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and smeared the clay on his eyes, and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed, and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, it just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind, and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How does he see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as a Messiah, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called a man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from. Yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you are trying to teach us? 
They then, then he threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see. So your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Good morning. Good morning. As Father and I were ready to process in and we were listening for the opening remarks, we didn't hear much, so we thought the microphone system might not be working. Nothing worse for a public speaker to know that the uh, sound system may not be working. I thought I might have to be St. Paul and come down here and really scream my homily at you guys, and I would fear all of you would be leaving shortly after that. So today we're celebrating the fourth Sunday of Lent, which is traditionally called Latare Sunday. When the church takes a a breather from our Lenten practice and opens our Mass with the entrance antiphon, Rejoice, Jerusalem. Are we supposed to rejoice in the middle of Lent? Indeed, we are. By its anticipation of the joy of Easter, Latare Sunday is meant to give us hope and encouragement as we slowly progress through Lent towards the Paschal Feast. So, how is your Lent going? Having trouble with all the intentions you made on Ash Wednesday? I know I have. But not to worry, we're told to rejoice, because today, the halfway, po- halfway point of Lent, we get a second chance to reset our plans for the remainder of Lent. The overall theme of our readings today is for us to move from the darkness into the light of Christ. By describing the anointing of David as a second king of Israel, the first reading taken from the first book of Samuel illustrates how blind we are in our judgments and how much we need God's help. In our second reading, Paul reminds us, reminds the Ephesians of their new responsibility as a children of light when he says, You were once the darkness, but now you are the light of the Lord. Live as children of the light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. And in our gospel, Jesus is giving of sight to a blind man, teaches us the necessity of our having our spiritual and mental eyes opened by faith. John Killinger tells the story of a man who visited one day a classroom for the visually impaired children. Troubled by what he saw, the man remarked insensitively in their presence, It must be terrible to go through life without eyes. One little girl quickly responded, It's not half as bad as having two good eyes, but still not being able to see. Her point is well made. 
There is a physical blindness, and there is another, even more tragic form of blindness. It's our spiritual blindness that affects our spirit. Both forms of blindness are present in our today's gospel reading. A man who was blind from birth receives his sight in the first few verses of today's gospel. But that's not the end of the story. This gospel is not about the miracle. Out of the 41 verses that make up this passage, only a few of them are about the miracle. What John is really trying to describe to us is the process of the blind man's faith from darkness into light. This is why the major part of the gospel happens after the healing. As this man, who was once blind, interacts with other people, he gradually begins to see what has happened to him. He talks first to his neighbors, then to the Pharisees, and then to Jesus himself. Step by step, he sees more and more. At first, he does not know who it is who healed him. Then he recognizes Jesus as a prophet. And finally, he comes to worship Jesus as his Lord. Step by step, the man who was once only had physical sight has gained spiritual sight and comes to see Jesus as his Savior. In today's gospel, we hear that if we want to find Christ, like the man who was born blind, we must be willing also to take the next step. The gospel tells us that God has a plan for our lives, but we may not see that plan all at once. The only way in which that plan can unfold is if we are willing to take the next step as God gives us the light to see it. Look at the man in the gospel. How blind was a man? He was blind from birth. What hope could he ever have of seeing again? How easy would it have been for him to to sit there in self-pity and hopelessness? How easy would it have been to pass by that next step that God wished to give him? When Jesus said, go wash in the pool of Siloam, how easy could it have been for him to say, why? What difference will it make? How will this change anything for me? Refusing to comply would be understandable. But the man born blind had faith, faith in Jesus, the man he didn't even see. He took the next step. He went, he washed, he came back, able to see. Jesus gave this blind man two priceless gifts. First, he gave him the joy of physical sight. For the first time in his life, the man could see. All of the things he had known just by words, sound, and touch suddenly came alive. Jesus had opened up to this man a new, glorious, awe-inspiring world of human experience. In addition to the joy of physical sight, The second gift Jesus gave him was the gift of spiritual light, the gift of faith. He enabled the blind man to recognize and see God in Jesus. He enabled him to encounter his creator knowingly face to face. And the man was overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude and awe, so much so that he worshiped him right there in the middle of the crowded temple. What about us? What gifts have we received from God? 
and do we value them? I think we've received two priceless gifts from God, our natural lives and all that it entails, and our supernatural life, our knowledge of faith and friendship with Christ. I think one of the greatest gifts we have received is the Eucharist, Christ's true presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity, given to us as a spiritual food under the appearance of bread and wine. Yet today, sadly, there are many Catholics who are blind to this truth that do not believe in that true presence. It's hard for us to keep our priorities straight. All of us here today are making an effort to follow Christ, to keeping our priorities right, and yet we still have our falls and our failures. And to help us keep our priorities straight, perhaps during this final two weeks of Lent, we can focus on two things to strengthen our faith. First, we can ask God to strengthen it for us. Just as the blind man asked Jesus to show him the Messiah so that he could believe in him, we too can ask God to show us more clearly his presence, his truth, and his love. And secondly, in our world today, we can boldly defend our faith. When the blind man was interrogated, he bore witness to Christ. The more they tried to intimidate him, the more courageously he bore witness. And through that process, the eyes of his soul's soul was gradually opened until he recognized in Jesus not just a man of God, not just a prophet, but the Messiah himself. Today's readings remind us that we are to live as children of the light, seeking what is good and right and beautiful. This week, God will give each one of us a chance, step by step, to boldly bear witness to him. Let us make up our minds to act courageously and faithfully as a blind man did, so that we too can move from the darkness into the light of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.